Robots got done. May 15th. I forgot what month it was for a second there. Woo. May 15th, 2018. It's May. It is May. May Day Play Day. The day before our father's birthday. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that. He's still he's still, on, he's still not stateside, is he? isn't he? I think he is. I don't know. I said that in a confusing way. He's still in Europe, correct? I don't think so. I think he got back like the last day or two. Really? Let me look. It, let me look it up. He gave us the itinerary in that email. I don't know if I have that anymore. But anyway, anyway, no one cares about this. Um, so May fifteenth, the six day gap between. Oh no, he doesn't get back until the nineteenth or twentieth. Okay, so this weekend, got it. He did pocket dial me today, so that'll be a nice little charge nice. for him. Yeah, I love those three-minute voicemails where it's just... It's exactly what it sounds like. Um, anyway, we're in the six-day window between Todd's birthday and our father's birthday. Happy early birthday, Dad. The big 7-2. Getting on up there. Yeah. He keeps getting older. You stay 39. It's amazing how that works. It's true. It's a real miracle of science. I don't know how he didn't get involved in that program, but anyway, um, what's happening tonight? Game two is going on. Last I checked, Cavs were up a little bit. Um, they are currently down a little bit. Really? Well, that's good. Yeah, it's seventy-seven, seven, seventy-nine at at the moment. I mean, I'm sure it's probably changed. Yeah, it's going back and forth. Sure. Okay. I'm sure Todd will not be distracted at all during the recording of this podcast. No, I'm right. 77 Cavaliers, 79 Baston, with Good. a minute and a half left in the third. I would obviously never otherwise say this, but go Celtics. As a Lakers fan, it pains me internally to do that, but done and done. Um, so that's going on tonight. <laughs> that series is one you know, over Boston. If the Celtics win, they're just sending LeBron to the Lakers faster. Anyway... Um, so we're going to do a we got a quick uh, quick topic of the, the Western and Eastern Conference Finals we'll get to in a little bit here stick around what are you drinking there uh, store brand Diet Coke what's your what's the store that you guys go to up there in the Baltimore area uh, this is Harris Teeter but Harris Teeter okay normally we've we've been mixing it up yeah with? Going between Wegmans, which is too expensive, so we don't mm. really go there. Right. Recently, we've been doing Walmart, but then we found this Harris Teeter, which is a little nicer. <clears throat> and then Walmart? No Get out of here. Yeah, but sure. there's no one at the grocery store. Like, we go on Sunday, and there's no line. Wow. Which is, I don't know if you've ever been grocery shopping on a Sunday. That's when everybody fucking goes grocery That's shopping. That's when I go grocery shopping, so yes, this Sunday. There's always a a shit ton of people at the grocery store on yes, Sunday. Yes, it's always and this quite place miserable. literally, like, we went, like, not even, like, super early or late in the evening. We went, we go at, like, mid-afternoon, one or two in the afternoon, yeah. and I just walked up to the cashier and checked out. That's amazing. It's insane. I don't... Is it the location? I think they... I, yeah, I think so. Like, it's near, like, a bigger sort of town center, but I think they built it because it's, like, a community that's going to develop. It's, like, sort of... Uh getting ahead of the curve like they're they're building out like a neighborhood or something there yeah i got you and i don't know why more people from the <clears throat> surrounding community don't shop there but they don't hey it's a win so for you it's like yeah until people start shopping there it's very convenient it is about a 20 minute drive oh is it house. it's not super not super close we usually go and get the girls to take a nap nice either on the way there and the way back. Right. So yeah. That's what they're supposed to do. I would. I think I'd have to pass probably 10 grocery stores if I traveled 20 minutes anywhere. Oh, yeah. We pass easily a All dozen or more. Yeah. But hey, if you can, but you know, there's the... You're not waiting in any lines. Yeah. That's so nice. If it's a human-free shopping experience, that's what you're looking for. That's what I'm looking for anyway. So good on you. Um, anyway, and a proud sponsor of tonight's podcast, Harris Teeter. What's the, what's the town name? Uh, Ellicott City. Harris Teeter, Ellicott City. For all of your shopping needs and no lines, 
Swing by today. I think the official name is Turf Valley. Oh, Turf which Valley. Which I have to say is the dumbest name of That's ever. pretty stupid. Do they? Is that an area that actually where they grow turf, like sod? Is that how it got the name? I, I have no idea. Like, need... I didn't know this place existed, so. Good point. You need to research your local uh, hangs. Is that a hang? Do you guys hang at Harris Teeter? No. No? Not a lot of skateboarders, like, loitering outside? Do you hang at the grocery store? Hell yeah. They do have they do have a Chinese restaurant. It's called, it's called like, I don't know, China Palace or something, and it says, yeah. world's most famous Chinese restaurant. And I'm like, <laughs> pretty sure that is not the case. Hey, they got to set the bar high. Whether it's true or not is not relevant. In their mind, they're the world's most famous. That's good to know. All right, so tonight's sponsor, Harris Teeter, Turf Valley. Come by once and then come by every Sunday thereafter. Um, so let's jump right into it. We've got a couple of random topics or a handful of random topics here. We're recording on a Tuesday night. I'm actually flying out to Austin, Texas for my industry's biannual conference tomorrow. I've never been to Austin. I almost went about 12 years ago, but that's a story I won't get into right now. Um, but um, it is, uh, it's something I'm looking forward to because generally with these conferences, it's somewhere that I've been. So it's rare that I get to go to a kind of a new place. Um, so I'm heading down there, being down there for three days. Unfortunately, it's um, hotter than your local oven down there right now. I think the average high is 97 or 98 all three days Ooh, with gross. a low low in the high 60s. So even at night, there's no, no rest for the weary. And I'm sure the humidity is no quite relief. low. Yeah, no relief. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a just a, a bone dry, thirty yeah, percent humidity. A, yeah, a titch above twelve percent, I'm sure. But um, so coming from this climate, going to that one's going to be pretty brutal. Um, what what is your current temperature in the Denver metropolitan area? Uh, today it was pretty, pretty warm. Today it was it was in the mid seventies, but at night it gets down to the thirties. Low, low no low fifties, sometimes high forties. It's pretty nice. Yeah, okay. It's that time yeah, of year. It's pretty sweet. You can sleep with the window open, and you know get that slight breeze going in. It's good. But when I get back, so I get back Friday night, Saturday the high is 53 and rain. So that's going to be lovely. Sweet. That's D- Denver May is very wet and very <laughs> unpredictable. It'll be 81 day and 45 the next day. And I'm not even joking. Like that's happened before. Yeah. So. Portland was the same way. Yeah. Like I think it was like 90 degrees there last week, but it could easily be like rainy and 50 next week. Pretty swingy, pretty swingy, swingy here. Um, but anyway, so that's where I'm going to be. So that's why we're doing this on a Tuesday night, even though Tuesday is typically the normal night that we do this. But in any event, um, so we just have a, a potpourri, if you will, to use the Jeopardy term, a potpourri of topics here tonight that we're going to go through. So <clears throat> before yeah. we get started on the topics, please prior to our podcasting, yes, uh, <clears throat> I think you may be a fan of this show. Okay. Uh, I was watching the new season of uh, Below Deck Mediterranean started. Recently, I don't know if you watched that show. I've never even heard of it. You don't watch? I thought you watched the Below Deck series. I I'm honest when I tell you I've never heard of it. <laughs> it's it's about yacht life. It's a reality show. It's oh my god. Fair, I think I have heard of it. Now that you say that, I that's one. I mean, I'll admit I watch a you, lot. Of you would shows, like it. You would like it. The yacht life, like literally, you just follow around. Like uh, trust fund millionaire kids and no no no, no. so well oh. sort of but it's about the like the crew of of luxury yachts so they oh. do have charters as they call them mm-hmm. um, sure. the the group tonight so they they have the deckhands and then the stewards on the inside and there's a chef and the captain um, they have a couple of versions this one is the Mediterranean which is sort of like the B version mm. it was just a, originally below deck I think is the Obviously, okay. the main series. Sure. Anyway, yeah. the uh, the clientele tonight were complaining. Uh, they asked for nuts many times, and it took 25 minutes for them to get nuts. And I mean, obviously, this is edited, but they they said, "Where are nuts? Where are nuts? about 4,000 times in the, like 20 minutes between when they asked for them?" And, Where are nuts so, at? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Can I get some nuts? So I asked for some nuts like 15 minutes ago. So. So these are yachts that Sweet are like TV recap. <laughs> these are these are yachts that are like privately chartered by the super rich. Is that is that the idea or? Oh yeah, they're like. I mean, I think they're like <clears throat> multiple tens of thousands of dollars for like 
two or three days. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they give them like so, they have they have charters. Pretty much every episode is like one charter. Gotcha. And uh, usually at the, they you know they merge over a couple episodes sometimes, but they uh, get a tip at the end, and there's I don't know eight or ten people on the crew, and they usually get about fifteen hundred bucks Each. a piece in that nice. tip. Yeah. Which is pretty good for a couple days. I mean, I, sure. I assume they get some money on top of that. Maybe right. like a salary, but that's their main source of income. So, yeah. if I mean, if the tip is 15 to 30 grand, right. the bill's got to be pretty sizable. Pretty deep. Wow. I, I didn't know you were into that sort of a reality palette. It, that's news to me. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's one of those shows where you like, I can watch the basketball game while I'm watching it. I understand. Like, I don't have to pay attention. Right. I can read Twitter while I'm watching it. Well, let's be honest. There's lots of, like, obviously, like, there's drama amongst the crew members. Love, love interests? Love, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They're in close quarters. They're in... I can imagine. And for some reason in the show, there's always a scene of... They change between, like, their sort of formal uniforms to, like, more, like, T-shirts. Yeah. And they're always showing them taking their shirts off. Well, it's because they're beautiful Men young people. They gotta get, yeah, they gotta get. Uh, I know, viewers. but it's like a, it's like one of those like. To crutch. Uh, like a, you know, a close-in shot. Like you know, what I mean, it's not like a, it's not like. Like a sort of like beauty calendar sort of thing. It's like right. just a weird, super close camera and someone just pulling their shirt over their head. It's not like. I mean, they are attractive people, but it's not like a sexy shot. It's just like. It's not slow mo with here's lighting. someone changing. Yeah. No, I understand. But I'm just saying, there are some people that that's all they need. That'll bring them in. That'll that freeze frame them. that, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, freeze frame slow-mo. Get a little fan going. A little <laughs> wind blowing, or hair blown in the wind action. Um, well, that that's a perfect... Tra- I'm glad you were watching that. It's good to hear. Perfect transition <laughs> to our first topic, um, which made national news... <laughs> you'll see. Which made national news a couple weeks ago, and that is that the Boy Scouts of America have officially changed their name to Scouts BSA in conjunction with allowing girls, women, female participation. Um, I I believe they had, a while back, they had allowed um, transgender and or gender fluid people into the Boy Scouts, and now they're just flat out letting girls into the Boy Scouts. And I have my own opinions on this. That's why they changed the name. So they changed the name Boy Scouts, to Scouts, Boy Scouts of America to Scouts BSA, which written out is now Scouts Boy Scouts of America, because that's yeah. BSA was the old abbreviation for Boy Scouts of America. The BSA so, is the historical nod. The Scouts is the more inclusive title. Right. So that's just dumb, because boy technically is still in the, t- the title of what is now Scouts BSA. Um, sure. But the interesting thing to me is that it wasn't like a, uh, it wasn't like a, a conglomeration of Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts joining together. Girl Scout, Girl Scouts still is, exists, as far as I know. I don't know if yes. that's because of the amazing brand name that they don't want to shed, because no one's going to buy Scouts BSA cookies. They're going to buy Girl <laughs> Scout cookies. I mean, let's be honest. I'm not saying that's all the Girl Scouts do. I understand they do some, you know. Some of the same things that, that Boy Scouts historically had done, where you you know you teach teach the girls life lessons, and I don't know, I have no idea what they do. I'm sure our my my god sister be yelling at me right now if she ever listened to this podcast. But um, in any event, the uh, I just I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a st- well, one of, one of your nieces is in Girl Scouts as well. Oh well, there well I don't think she would yell at me <laughs> for not knowing what. No, she wouldn't. She wouldn't yell at you about but it. But you're saying you know what happens. I mean, I so as a scout father. My elder daughter is in Daisies, which is pre-brownies, which I didn't know was a thing before. I didn't either. But um, flowers to they, dessert. That's interesting. Go ahead. What's that? I said they go from a flower to a dessert. There's no consistency yeah, in the name. Of course, I, I don't. I, I don't know what a brown, weeblow is I, either. But. I think the brownie was based on their uniform color. Ah, uh, fair point. Anyway, so she's a Daisy. Anyway, that's great. She's a Daisy, and they do. Uh, they do all kinds of stuff. Like, uh, they do hikes. Or I've been on a hike with them. They went. I think they are going or went camping last year. 
Okay. And they have like sort of like a uh, kind of, they do some service stuff. They have a thing that they called uh, what do they call it like a World Learning Day or something, where each like troop basically gets a country and they do like a little report on that and they make a food from that country, which is usually some kind of like sweet and or candy from that country Shocker. and they present to a larger group and like share their little treat with other people okay so it's not entirely dissimilar to boy scouts i i like you had a uh less favorable opinion of girl scouts that they didn't do much but i think they they beefed up the program okay although i will say like the like they earned badges for like everything in this i don't know if this is a daisies or like uh we went roller skating one time and they got a roller skating badge <laughs> it's more like okay. just like here's an activity right. we did um so it, it's not like and again cub scouts i think is a little more like this kind of thing where there you are things you have to do but it's more like fun based and i assume in girl scouts it gets more rigorous if you want to call it that as you get older i don't know Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. As far as like the scouts BSA, I, yeah, it's interesting because like the Girl so, Scouts definitely like they don't really seem. It's not a merging of the two. It's just like opening Boy Scouts to girls or to anyone. Um, I'm losing your connection. I think because I don't see you responding to me. Are you there? audio break <clears throat> yo yeah can you hear me hang on keep talking <laughs> I'm can I can you hear me I was losing you <clears throat> can you hear me can you hear me okay can you hear me? Can now you hear I can me? okay okay now I can yes can you hear me I, I, yeah I lost you there for a second Okay. Okay, I said audio break when basically the audio broke down. So. Oh, good. That'll be helpful. Because you're dead, get, bit, right, it. That's what it sounded like. So everything you just said about presumably Girl Scouts, I didn't get any of it. Just as FYI. I think I've... I've... <clears throat> All right, so audio start. So what I was saying okay. is, uh, yeah, basically, the uh, it's become... Oh, I what I was gonna say is the uh, sorry we had we had a little technical difficulty that uh, sure did. I think I don't think the Girl Scouts are trying to join the Boy Scouts. Okay. It's, it's I think they're just opening Boy Scouts or what was formerly Boy Scouts now Scouts BSA to to anyone. It seems like. Right. I mean, because they're not like it's not like a hard and fast rule. There's also like I think there's something called like Campfire Girls, which is sort of like a another Scout-ish program for girls. Right. I don't. Right. I don't know if there's a scout alternative for boys other than just like other shit that they do. Yeah, I, I, you know what I mean. Not not so much like a national organization. No, I I don't think there is. That's a good point. Um, you know, Cub Scouts, and then you work your work your way up into Boy Scouts. But so uh, I know you just talked for five minutes, but I didn't hear any of it. So I mean, do you think <laughs> that at some point, and maybe not in in Daisies, is it? Maybe not yes. in daisies will they get to this sort of thing, but do they teach it? Because admittedly, I mean, I you know, I, I guess overall I enjoyed my experience with Boy Scouts. Um, there were some times I just kind of didn't want to go. I'm not going to lie to you. But but one of the things that I think was the most valuable is not that I necessarily use them every day, but some of those merit badges were actually helpful, like learning how to tie certain knots, learning how to start a campfire, um, you know, wilderness survival. When I got Order of the Era, I know you had to go through this as well, and they took us on a march in the middle of the night or after dark with a sleeping bag and just said, all right, this is where you're sleeping. And it just laid you down in the middle of the woods. Like, and you just had to kind of figure it out. Um, like those sorts of skills are actually helpful. Not that I've thankfully ever been in that situation before or since, but if I were ever put in that situation, I feel like I'd have some idea what to do. Um, I just wonder if the things you and girls got, sure. They're, they're educational, um, and it's it's good for social skills, if nothing else. But are they actually teaching you, like, you know, how to use a pocket knife or 
probably not at the age that, that I don't yeah. I don't feel like we actually a lot of these things were more like just stuff we did in scouts like most of the merit badges like pocket knife for tree was not one of them definitely true correct and like starting a campfire was probably part of something but it was like a minor detail like a lot of the merit badges were kind of boring like personal finance you had to like keep a budget and shit like I hated that one I actually enjoyed that one quite a bit not surprisingly <clears throat> but yes <laughs> and uh yeah I mean I I have no idea what the uh like what the sort of requirements or what the, how what path Girl Scouts takes as as they get yeah. older yeah I mean Boy Scouts definitely has like that sort of like earn these badges and there's you know we have I assume it's online now, but we had like those books of like all the requirements for yep. each badge. Each badge had like a little, badge had, like a little pamphlet or a book or something. Yeah. And, and you had the Boy it, Scout handbook, which had all that information as well. We had multiple copies. Did it didn't for every merit badge, right? I think it was it just did. like a more general overview. I thought uh, it was a pretty thick book. Whatever. Yeah. I, I probably still have it in my basement right now, as a matter of fact, but I'm not going to go look for been, it. But. Been out of Scouts for quite a while. Anyway. um... But uh, what I was going to say is, like, yeah, like, the each merit badge had, like, 15 things. You had to do 10 of them or whatever to earn yeah. it. Yep. That's how I remember it being. It's been a, while, a long time since I was earning merit badges. But um, <clears throat> my my impression that is Girl Scouts is more, like, service-oriented, where they just do different things to, like, help people, which was a right. part of Boy Scouts, too. But, yep. Um, and as yeah, I said, in, in the Davies, they they definitely have done, they've done like service stuff and they've definitely done like personal enrichment, which is what I would say is more along the lines of traditional Boy Scout merit badge kind of stuff. But I don't, I don't know like how, how in depth it is as you get right. older into it. I think, honestly, it seemed like <clears throat> Boy Scouts was much more popular, even though like <laughs> it was all like. And our troop was sort of like a secret shame. Like, no, you didn't tell anyone you were in scouts, but sure. I feel like there are more boys in Boy Scouts, especially like in middle school and high school than there were girls. I felt like girls dropped out mainly by like the end of elementary school is what it felt like to me. Right, right. I, I don't know. Maybe I just was, I mean, that's a misconception on my part, but. That's true. I don't and remember it could ever be speaking... a regional thing too. Yeah. I don't remember ever speaking to any high school female friends that were like, yeah. We got a, a jamboree to go to this weekend. Like, that never happened. <laughs> Again, even early like, high school, you know. Even when we were in high school or middle school, it's not something you brag about, like, going to Boy Scouts, but... Because it was well, still kind of a nerdy thing with, like, the uniform and stuff. Like, I, w- I mean, we did fun stuff where we had, like, camping trips. You'd be like, I'm going camping. But I don't know if you'd necessarily say, with Boy with Scouts. With Boy Scouts, like, yeah. That, that was not the cool part of it, for sure. No, the best part was the camping trip, which always started Saturday morning. You got home Sunday morning, and it was playing cl- Capture the Flag Saturday night. That was always the highlight of any camping trip in Troop 202. And just starting fires. And starting fires. And the annual whitewater trips. Right. That, too. See? It's all coming back. Um, yeah, no, I mean, but no, you, t- you, I, I loved Boy Scouts, especially like all the camping trips and stuff. Like we had tons of fun doing that stuff, but, but like you talk about the, you know, the nerd pack mentality, you're right in high school. That was long gone, but I guarantee you, cause I'm sure I did it too, that there were days in middle school where you went to school wearing your scout shirt, whether it was Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts, just because it was, you know, Tuesday, I'm pretty, I, I feel like it was Tuesday nights when Scouts was. And like there were maybe, days where you'd maybe wear the sixth shirt. grade. I feel like even by seventh grade, you weren't like wearing that to school. That wasn't happening. You had to. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but so <clears throat> so my question here, getting back to the Girl Scouts for just a second. <laughs> Obviously, with Boy Scouts, the the pinnacle is to earn Eagle Scout. That's kind of your graduation, if you will. You can still remain yeah. in scouting, but a lot of people, especially as you were describing, wants to do it's like, whoo, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm gone. Now I can you know be a social high school teenager. Is is there a a level like that, a pinnacle of of Girl Scouts? I have no idea. Okay. <clears throat> if there is, I don't feel like it's as widely recognized. recognized or yeah. And I don't know if that's still the case. I know, like when I was applying to college, like putting the fact that you were an Eagle Scout on your application was like a big deal. Like people respected that. Oh, it's still on my resume. Late. You know. I don't <laughs> shut the fuck up. It I don't is. know if <laughs> that's dumb. I don't know if uh <clears throat> people just who weren't in scouts didn't know anything about it or like I don't know. It didn't seem like 
that great of an accomplishment to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, I definitely had to work for it, but it was like, eh. Well, I, I kind of saw it like I, like I see or saw college as a young kid. It's like, I'm going to get my Eagle Scout, much in the same way that I'm going to co- go to college and get a degree. I'm not saying I'm going to do anything with it or be successful as a result of that. I mean, I am, obviously. Uh, but it's just it was just a foregone conclusion that that was all going to happen. So, yeah, I agree sure. with you. Uh, you know, and, and part of that was so that I could put it on college applications. I remember that, like that was a yeah, big deal. I, I, like I said, I don't know if like that's still something that holds up. I don't know. Like if that's still something that's respected. And my larger point was, I've never heard of anything like an equivalent in Girl Scouts where like right people are putting some sort of Girl Scout thing on there, other than your god sister or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Like master pastry seller. I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> That title, you know, if you sell 10 million boxes, I have no idea. Um, what I was going to say <laughs> is that the, uh, <laughs> the the Girl Scouts do place a lot of emphasis on the cookie sales because that's clearly how they make, like, oh yeah, 100% of their money. Like, I mean, Markets there are rewards money, yeah. for selling a certain amount of cookies, but, like, that's a big thing that they do, even at, like, the Daisy age, which is yeah. kindergarten and first graders. I, I recall your wife trying to... Oh yeah, we even pushed some cookies on yeah, you. Push some boxes on me. I do believe I did not purchase any, but yeah, that I that I recall that distinctly. <laughs> I'm not paying shit. Those things are expensive now. By the way, let's talk about the cookies for just a moment. I remember when they were like two fifty three dollars a box. Now they're what five bucks a box? They're only four dollars a box. Really? Unless you get fun. the gluten free ones, those are five. The uh, the thing less flavor, <clears throat> more money. That makes sense. Okay. The uh, no, the gluten free ones aren't the best. The best flavor is the uh, Samoas slash caramel delights, depending on yeah, which flavor you get them from. The Samoas are ridiculous. Um, the I think the thing that was expensive is like if you're buying them online, it's nine dollars shipping, no matter how many boxes you get. So you got to get oh, like wow. six or seven boxes to make it worth it. Yeah, that's a commitment for sure. A commitment I'm not willing to make. <laughs> Um, <laughs> despite your niece being in well, the running the for most boxes sold or whatever. She's not going to know uh, the difference. I mean, if you told me, hey, Scott, <laughs> she's five boxes away from getting a lollipop, I don't know, whatever the, the prize was. I, all right, ship me five boxes. That would be a great prize for her. She would love that. Of course she would. I, I know her well. Candy. Any sort of candy. Yeah. <laughs> But the fact that I, yeah, I have to pay the additional shipping, you know, whatever. Is that over? Is that, what season is that? What's the Girl Scout cookie season? I don't, I feel like ours were in the spring, but they sell them at just random times of the year, it seems to me. I think different parts of the country sell them at different times. It's seasonal. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, seasonal-ish. All right, that's enough Scout talk. All right, Scout talk over. Let's move on. I did watch at lunch today the season finale of Barry, the HBO show that we spoke about a few weeks ago. Barry. Barry. That guy's still easily my favorite character in the show. The Chechen, <laughs> like, second in command. Barry, I love you, Barry. You know I love you, man. Um, an interesting so, uh, season, just, season finale. Just yeah. needs to be said. Big time spoilers, if you haven't seen. Oh, yeah. Gigantic spoilers finale. coming up. Of Barry, yeah. we're going to talk about what happened. So go silent for the next five minutes. It'll be in the description when we get off of Barry and start talking about the next topic. Um, so I, I watched the kind of after the show thing where they, you know, mm-hmm. talk for three or four minutes about the episode. And Alec Berg, the the co-producer or co-creator rather, along with um, what's his name, what's Bill his name? Bill Hader. Um, he's not Southern. What the hell was that? Anyway, I don't know. He was saying that the, the, the final sequence at the at the lake was intended to, because they'd done this in earlier episodes in the show, was intended to look like another fantasy where Barry was yes, like dreaming. What's that? Previously, Barry or Bill Hader had been dreaming of uh, being married to his, his scene partner interest. from the acting class, whose name yes. I can't remember. But... I can't either. Um, but, but they'd had several scenes like that, like even... I believe it was last week's episode when he came out 
uh, and set his line, he did it perfectly, and you know she was all adoring oh, yeah, of him. Had, and then he, he snapped flashback. back into reality yeah. and realized, yeah, flashback. So, um, yeah. so I actually I fell yeah, victim yeah. to that. I was like, "There's no way this is real. This is too, you know, too perfect, if you will." Um, and then come to find out, oh, you, obviously, you mean at the beginning of the scene where they're just hanging out and yeah, they're just hanging glory. out and. They're in the you lake. Fell vi- scene. You fell victim to the. Uh... I fell victim to what they were trying to convince you was a fantasy, but actually was reality, where they're all yeah. hanging out at the lake. And then there's the scene at dinner where uh, the Fonz asks Barry about the first time they met and the scene that he did, which was actually Barry admitting to him that he was a hitman. And the <laughs> cop played it off very well and didn't, you know, give up anything. Um, and then later yeah, that night... Yeah, but he knew... Like, Barry was trying to, like, downplay it. Like, ah, that was, was just joking around. Right. But he knew that the, the jig was up, I think, he, at that point. He knew that she knew. Or you got the impression that he was... Right. Well, but again, clearly she... he did. Yeah. For what happened later. But <laughs> um, but clearly she... I mean, not not clearly. She did a very good job of not letting on that she knew. And then not in the middle of the night... Hand. Yes. In the middle of the night, she gets up... She moves the router for some reason. I was like, just, we, we get it. There's Wi-Fi. Anyway, and then she runs out to the dock, looks up on the computer, figures out who Barry technically is. Barry goes down to the dock. The one thing I wanted to ask you about and get your thoughts on, I, I'm pretty sure I have this figured out, but did Barry really think the best case scenario, he was going to be able to convince her to just forget about it and pretend nothing ever happened? Like, did, do you think he thought that was actually going to work? I mean... <clears throat> probably not that that was what he was hoping would happen but i mean he clearly planned for the alternative mm-hmm. which was she's like i can't i mean i think he knew in his heart that she was going to be like i can't forget this i'm a cop just because that's which is that's exactly who her character said. was she's like yeah a hard-nosed detective who like yep i mean as much as you can be on this sort of dark comedy show she was like true to her character that she was gonna not let this go Right. I mean, she. I mean, previously in the season, she was like holding on to having all the actors up on the wall, even though they're like, we found it. You, we can take all these actors down, right? And she's like, eh. right. Um. So then, of course, she says, <laughs> "I can't do it." And so they, uh, as they're backing up, she's Back she house. has a gun on him, and you see Barry has planted a gun. <clears throat> behind a tree and as they've you know they clearly mentioned the show that he's like this is what he does he's a hitman he's ruthless he's he can't be beaten basically in a, in a gunfight yep best of the best um so i was listening i listened to briefly um a podcast where they discussed it for about five minutes and they were saying you know can can you still like barry after this when basically he kills one of the more beloved characters from the show. I guess she's sort of widely loved across. I mean, I really liked her character. Yeah. I mean, when job. he killed uh, his friend, he had he had to kill his friend. Like in the episode previous, he killed his former Marine buddy. Like, right. It seemed like I, there wasn't quite as much as much attachment to that. But again, he had this this dilemma where like, I can't let this guy live because he he can't keep his mouth shut. He he's not going to let much. this. Yeah. So, I mean, it's we're sort of getting into like a breaking. Did you watch Breaking Bad? No. A Breaking Bad situation where, like, basically, the main character in that show, Walt, like, just makes a series of like poorer and poorer decisions as he sort of. I mean, that show was on for multiple seasons, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it, it's interesting. So, you know, Barry basically burns <laughs> burns down any goodwill he had. Um, oh yeah. I mean, that last episode was. So I guess their question was, sorry to jump back, was can you still like Barry? I mean, yeah, I think so. But um, And then, like, where where does the show go from here? Right. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It can't be a happy ever after, you know, Ross and Rachel situation where now he and the, the girlfriend are doing this one-act play and they're in love. I mean, obviously there's going to be some conflict. You know, the question, because the episode basically ended there, he said, starting now, and that was the end of the episode, so that was a pretty funny line. But um, 
you know. Well, I mean, that was a callback to him. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this times. anymore. I'm, I'm getting yeah. out. And right. then he's like, like clearly this is going to keep following him. Yes. So after he kills the cop, he's like, all right, now I'm done with this. Right. But and he said the same know, thing after he it, killed the Chechens. And, yeah. It's part of his DNA that he's going to keep doing this. Clearly. Um, so, <clears> yeah, I mean. the character. Uh, the, the only thought that I had, because I thought that too, like what season two look like. The only thought that I had was um, now that the Chechens and the Bolivians have apparently made peace, maybe, you know, they hire him for other jobs. Because obviously that, that one Chechen guy is going to stay in touch with him and maybe bring him into the fold. And so that keeps the story going in terms of what happens with his relationship and with the acting coach. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, but that's like the less almost like the less interesting part of the story his whole like maintaining acting and like how does he sort of like get out of this pickle that he's put i mean i'm assuming like and they said this on that podcast like he disposed of that body so she's basically just missing yep so i mean when they're leaving from there they're like well i don't know what happened to her right he plays dumb and then like no yeah they're not the the wiser the police are obviously going to investigate her disappearance though Right, so I, I mean, I, I think so maybe that's we, what most of season two is like. I was about to say that's a him, whole season. Him, him, sort of like skating the other cops, like trying right. to f- find that out. Right, and I, you know, I think all that stuff going on that could, that could be another eight episodes, and then you know, yeah, I mean, what develops. Honestly, I don't, I don't know if the Chechens and the Bolivians show up in the second season because that story's mostly wrapped. I think. I mean, they could. It could be like a sort of secondary storyline. Right. I just, I, I hope so because I love that character, the bald guy, the bald Chechen guy. He's <laughs> yeah, hilarious pretty, to me. Pretty entertaining character. Everything like, he does. Like a sub sandwich. Like I, love, sandwich I love the fact that he drink. offers a sub sandwich to Fuchs. Right. And uh, the Chechen boss is like, why are you, why are you offering him sandwich? We're, we're here to murder this guy. We're here to kill him. Yeah. And then the killer builds a, a, a system stock. by yeah, stocked by which to kill. It's like oh, geez. So they they were mentioning, and this is a good point. Like they the the show like shows some violence, but they they led you to believe that uh, Fuchs was getting cut up by the chainsaw yep. without showing anything. Right. The bandsaw. Yeah. Did sort of the same thing with like the murder of the detective. Like you didn't see him shoot, or you assumed she did. But yeah, then you heard well, you heard her he, shot, and then you heard two shots from presumably Barry. But then, then you, back you, when you see him showered, like, yeah. clearly he was not injured, so... Clearly he won that battle. And he so, doesn't miss, so, yeah, she gone. He does not miss. And boy, the shot he had on the main Chechen guy was some pretty dramatic bleeding. I actually heard a, <laughs> I heard a, uh, Bill Hader, I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel or Conan or something, he was saying that they did that scene where the blood was coming on that guy's head. They did it on some lot, like Universal or Paramount or something. And he was like while they were doing that part, a group of like a tour group came by and all these kids had like pulled out their camera and were like taking pictures of the guy. And obviously they cut and he was trying to go, Hey kid, yeah. we still had like this blood pouring out of his head. And Bill Henry's like, no, 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 don't look over here. You know, just funny, funny sidebar of when they're, uh, when they're doing those sorts of scenes. But, um, but yeah, I thought, it was, I, I thought it was a good, a good episode. Probably wasn't the best episode of, of the first season, but Overall, a very oh, good really? season. Oh, really? I thought that was the best episode of the first season. I mean, it was good, but I really liked the the one when he and uh, whatever the the beefed up Marine guy went into the the storehouse or whatever <laughs> and raided it. I just thought that was hilarious, and he got all jacked up about it. taking all this money, dude. Yeah, I thought last week's episode, like not the finale, but the one before that, where he offs his marine buddy and this one like both of those were super good episodes yeah last week's was was really really solid as well just the you know the, the counterbalance if you will of him having to kill his friend and they go right to the the scene and read the line and meanwhile they're they're hot on his tail they found the money you know there's all this other stuff going on so um anyway great show barry hbo check it out oh I wanted to ask you, I don't know if you watched those little ads at the beginning. There's a show coming up called Secession. I think that's what it's called. Is that the family one that has uh, one yeah, of the got, McCulkin? Got, or... Yes, Kieran. Kieran Culkin. I think it's Culkin Kieran. Culkin boys in it. Yep. Yeah. 
Is Sorry. interested in that? You think that's something you'll watch? Yeah, it looked good to me. I think the the general gist is that there's an old, you know, multi multi millionaire, if not billionaire, who's near death, and he's trying. To, he has multiple children, and it's kind of the power struggle to see who's going to take over the business. And at yeah, some point, seemed, the business starts failing, and I don't know. It seemed pretty interesting. It seemed like a like the family is like a smarter version of the Trumps. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a daughter and a couple sons. Yeah. It could be like not quite as dopey as the president and his kids, but like a similar sort of like super wealthy. Yeah. And I I know they met, they have some, some lines in that, in that trailer where they're basically saying, I forget what it was, but it reminded me a lot of like Trump. Yeah. Yeah. It looked interesting to me. I think it starts in a couple weeks. So I'll have to watch that. Speak on that shit. On this very show. So stay tuned. Okay, so that's a Barry discussion. Um, you had a, a topic that admittedly surprised me next year. So I'll let you, uh, I'll let you speak on that. So there's a, a new movie coming out, trailer launched in the last day or two, uh, called Bohemian Rhapsody, which is the biopic of Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of Queen. Sure. Um, a lot... The trailer looks, I think, looks pretty good. Um, a lot of people have panned the fact that they called it Bohemian Rhapsody because there's just a lot of other Queen songs. I mean, it's clearly like probably the That's most the famous, most famous Queen one. song. Yeah, of course. Is it though? I don't know. Like, just because of Wayne's World, I, I really think it is. I think in terms yeah. of global popularity, that put it over the top. Yeah, probably. Anyway, so like the the title is kind of dumb, but yeah, it's got uh the guy from. Uh, Mr. Robot, which I'm assuming you have not seen, but Correct. that actor is playing Freddie Mercury, and he looks but, quite but a bit But I know like who you're him. talking about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And it looks to be a good movie. I, I just was... Uh, I thought it was interesting that, like, it's coming out now, and then as you mentioned, sort of Wayne's World, like, that's sort of how I... I mean, I had heard, like, the We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions songs before that. I had not heard... Bohemian Rhapsody before Wayne's World, I don't think. I'm sure I had um, not. And it's, like, that's such a more, like, elaborate song than some of their, like, more later rock... Rock anthems. Like, uh, rock anthems. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Queen in general. I mean, I like their music for the most part. It's not something I listen to all the time, but, like, the, there's such a wide variety of musical styles and... Um, I don't know. I'm just excited about the movie. I think it'll be good. I don't. I don't know if you have any like thoughts about Queen at all or interest uh, in seeing that. Not really. I kind of <laughs> let the cat out of the bag early there, and I was going to say the only thing that I really know or care about Queen is is all related to Wayne's World. But just the way that song was uh, introduced is a bad term, but the way that song was portrayed, I guess, in that movie made it incredibly popular. And then I think a lot of people back then, I mean, that was 92, 94, something like that, that when that movie came out. So I was, I was in the right age, the wheelhouse for sure. Like I, I don't I probably still do it to an extent. I knew all the words to that song. I mean, you just heard it and like, it was, it's just one of those things where you could, you know, cause I watched, I've seen Wayne's world multiple times and you were just like singing along with the characters. And then, you know, that song was played on popular music radio stations as opposed to classic rock radio stations. It just gave yeah, it a it was big definitely, boost. Definitely re-released as like a single. Oh, yeah, and, of course. And did of well. Course. Um, so, yeah, that was I, an I, interesting I, sort of revival, and I'm, I'm assuming yeah. there'll be another bump of like oh, people yeah. rediscovering Queen with this movie, assuming that it's popular and does well. Of course. Well. Yeah, because there are, there are 25-year-old kids who weren't even born when... Wayne's World came out, so... So Wayne, Wayne's World came out in 92. I just looked okay. it up a minute ago. Man, I'm amazing. Gotta give myself credit for that. Um, so... Yes. All hail your let's all, let's all admit it. I'm amazing. I'm amazing. Came out right. 26 years ago. Fair enough. Um, so... But anyway, my point is, I think, to your point, people heard that song, and then they went back, back in 92 even... When they went back to discover the rest of the catalog of Queen, they were probably like, "Oh, I don't know that I necessarily like this." You happen to? I'm not a huge. I think we will rock you. I mean, you know, I think any group of twelve year olds could have written and, and played that song. I mean, Freddie Mercury 
much more so than a lot of other bands of that era, really does stand out as a lead man. I think the you know the band and the music wasn't necessarily like iconic or you know <laughs> super complex or unique, but I think Freddie Mercury being a very I don't want to say flamboyant, but you know he had his own personality for sure. Yeah, he's definitely like a uh, leading, like a front man for the band, yeah, for sure. With the, the leather and, and the I mustache, mean, he, and you know, they they do have some really like some pretty complex arrangements. So one of the things I know that they always did, like you know, in the seventies, they what was it? I think they didn't use like synthesizers or something. Uh-huh. They had some some rule about the music that they made that they were playing all real instruments, which kind of interesting i don't know they got some real uh bangers if you will on some of those earlier some club queen bangers. albums <laughs> some club so bangers. i recommend you check them out at least like the first two like day at the races and night at the opera both quality so hit up spotify check up some check out yeah, some queen music check those out and i mean like night at the opera which is which the album bohemian rhapsodies from like the, there's music sort of all over the spectrum is yeah like, just sort of types of songs in there it's pretty interesting yeah, as you stated, which I'm sure is true. So when so, when yeah. when does that movie come out? Uh, next month, maybe. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Let me look it up. We'll check that out. Maybe we'll get him as a sponsor when it uh, releases wide, as they say. Oh, no, not even close. It comes out in November 2nd. So oh, they really get okay. the, the early push. Well, good. That'll that. give him plenty of time to uh, contact me and become a sponsor on the pod. So look yeah. for, I'll look forward to that call. We can do a weekly ad about yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody until November second. Right. I would bucks guarantee spot. for a lower rate than pretty much any other podcast. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> and an impromptu perhaps, edition of Name Your Price, for free. <laughs> even for free. Yes, even lower than it takes to convince Todd to eat a piece of dog shit. We will. Give your uh, yeah name your, your price. How much would you do an ad for the Bohemian Rhapsody movie? Yeah, that would get pretty low. <laughs> Throughout the decimal. Um, okay, <clears throat> so look forward to that. That's exciting. Uh, do you have an update on the score? I do not have my internet up. But, um, I do. On the Cavs Boston score. Okay. So uh, it's over. The Eastern Conference is done. Boston defeated the Cavaliers, one hundred seven yeah. to ninety four. LeBron Ooh. had like I think he had like a twenty-five point first quarter or something ridiculous like that. Yes, that is correct. No, uh, he had twenty-five at half. He had twenty-one in the first quarter. Okay. Well, anyway, big scoring first quarter. He ended up with thirty-two oh, points in the game. Um, Who was the standout for the Celts? Jalen Brown had twenty points. He was their leading scorer. A uh, scorer. Ooh. So again, Celtics win by committee. Um, which has sort of been their thing. I mean, now, it's interesting. Like everyone's talking about, like how good Celtics are playing with their two best players missing. Right. Like I'm wondering if, like, when uh, Hayward and Kyrie come back, well, assuming Kyrie can play anymore, because I'm not convinced that he's not an injury prone dribble freak. Human, but yeah, he's a human <clears throat> bandage. But um, like, I mean, I I know they'll get better, but there's it's it's sort of like the Hawks that year that they won like they were the number one seed and won like 60 games or something like yeah. just having that team where there's no like real superstars just being able to really play play well together it's kind of interesting to see how well they've done I mean there's sure. no way in hell they would beat the Warriors but no um I don't know I like having those sort of like more alpha personalities is that I, I don't I mean I don't I don't think that it hurts their team at all, but I don't know if like no, of course not. The, I don't know if the addition of those players makes them like leaps and bounds better than they are now. I guess I don't think it does. They're playing so well. Yeah, I think it's a lightning in a bottle situation right now. Um, they got a lot of youth. They got a lot of energy within those youthful players. And yeah, when you add two perennial all stars back on the squad, does it make you two perennial all star players better? Well, no, because those two players are replacing someone else's minutes. Um, you know, whether it's that who's that kid for the Celtics, not not Tatum, not Brown. Who's having Rogier? like a breakout series? Maybe it is Rogier that I'm thinking of. Like He's I feel like point guard. 
I feel like he's the one that's going to have to take a seat. So, like, does he become a great six man and still make huge contributions? Of course. But the point is, you're not getting, again, you're not getting two all-stars worth of improvement. It just doesn't work like that. But yeah, it's all and, about chemistry, you know. I mean, I was, I think it was Simmons who was saying, like, or it was some basketball podcaster saying, like, Rozier might be, like, he might be a good six man, but he might also just be one of those people that needs to be a starter. Just cause having that, like, some people need to start. They're not, yeah. They're not, they don't play as well coming off the bench. I mean, everybody plays, in general, everyone plays better with the starters because you're getting better right. support around you. You're getting more minutes, that kind of more opportunity. Yep. But <clears throat> the the drop off might be pretty severe with him. I mean, who knows? He might be we great. We shall see. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I can't, like the Cavs, I know basically Boston has held serve and won two games at home, but. I, I don't see them coming back to win this series. They got to win what four out of the next five games. <laughs> yeah, four of the next five. That's exactly what they have to do. And you know, LeBron somewhat famously famously two days ago said in the post game press conference, he was like, someone asked him, you know, how important is this game one loss, or what percentage does it matter to you? And he said zero. He was like zero percent. Doesn't matter at all. And I kind of agree. It's one game. It's not a do or die game. Yeah, it's not a win or go home and- game. But Historically, LeBron has sort of like taken off that first game. Not taken it off, but he oftentimes will kind of like sit back in the first game to see what the other team's bringing. If they had well, won the second game, I would buy that argument. But since they right. lost by 13 points. Well, the bad news that's... if you're a Cavs fan is that the entire team took game one off. They definitely <laughs> came out a little stronger tonight, but obviously I didn't watch the second half because it was going on while we were doing this podcast. But, um, you know, I, I I agree. I mean, you know, right now that yeah, Celtics held serve at home, but if it runs its course as it should, Celtics still win the series. It takes seven games, but um, you know that's kind of how that works. Is you win the home games, that's the assumption. So uh, Celtics up two zero, um, and then last night switching. Over, you ready to switch over to the West? Or you have another Eastern? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Game? I was I was looking at some of the box score, but I'm good. Okay. Basically, then, like LeBron and. And Kevin LeBron Love, James, yeah. and even Kyle Korver scored in double digits, but I don't know if any other Cavaliers did. Yeah, you can't win like that, unless LeBron has like sixty. But generally, yeah. you can't win like that. He only had thirty-two, so that's an off game. You know, what are you do? <laughs> uh, on the Western Conference side, obviously last night, uh, Rockets and Warriors played. It was a pretty. I think the final score was a bit deceiving. If you watched the game, it was pretty much back and forth for the first three quarters. Yeah, and sorry, then, just to interject. LeBron yes. ended up with forty-two. Sorry, I okay. said thirty-two, but that the he other did. box score I was looking at was wrong. Anyway, just correcting my mistake. Yes, back and forth game for most of. I, I, I mean, Maybe I feel like in the, the second third, half, third the Warriors turn. started to pull away a little bit, like as they do. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, their their normal method of playing. Yeah fuck around for um, a half and then win the game every single time. That's just how they play. Yeah, I mean, I've listened to a couple, like two or three podcasts just about like <laughs> how basically the the Rockets have just been talking how, all year about how they're they're built to play the Warriors. The, you know, this is what this is this is what we've been thinking about all year and then they come yep. out and just like James Lane Harden egg. scored 40 points and uh, Chris Paul had like 25 or something. So like those two guys played well. No, basically, no one else on the team really scored, which right. is why they lost. But on the other hand, like uh, Durant had a great game, but Curry was okay. Clay did his usual like I'm just gonna hit these open shots because he had some yeah. really wide open shots. Like he did, which is I, I, I mean, I the Rockets like. If they were gonna win, they should have won that game, and it, like it wasn't even close at the end. So I don't, right. I don't see how they can beat the Warriors unless the Warriors like get an injury or just sort of self-destruct. I mean, I give the Rockets a chance tomorrow because they'll be so pissed, and it's their potentially last home game of the season if they don't win it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if they I lose think they, tomorrow, then it's yeah, they're it's, it's bring toast. out the brooms. It's toast. Um, so I think they could win that one, but then I mean. I don't see how Golden State loses in their building in the next two games. So obviously, if they if they do win tomorrow night, I think it's over. I think it's a sweep. Obviously, I I don't think the Celtics Cavs series will be a sweep. I think that'll go still at least six games. Um, 
but now I feel much more confident with the Celtics taking that one down. So, um, I mean, and this is another thing that, that I was listening to on a NBA podcast. They're saying like, you know, everyone was talking about how we're going to have like multiple finals. Cause like this East series, Eastern conference finals are going to be really good. And the yeah. Western conference finals are going to be really good. Like those no. were going to be the, the big marquee Mac matchups. And then the finals probably wouldn't be that big a deal, but like, now it feels like we might have like zero quality. Yeah, nothing's gonna be that big of a deal. <laughs> like if That's exactly if right. the Warriors win in four or five and Celtics do the same, then like it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's gonna be a long series for the finals either. No, no, not at all. I mean, uh, I yeah, there's no way the Cavaliers can beat the Warriors, and I don't feel like I feel like the Boston Celtics like as well as they've played with their sort of like just group of dudes, they're not going to yeah. beat the Warriors. I think the Magic's going to run out. Yeah, I, I think the... I mean, this is a bit of a stupid statement, but I think the Warriors have basically already won the championship. <laughs> write it down, ladies and gentlemen. Write it down. Which um, is kind of uh, depressing. Like, it is. It's like the season's like, over. You're one game into the Western Conference Finals, and you're like, oh, we already know who's going to win the NBA right. Finals. I mean, we talked about it several weeks ago on this pod, how, you know, that was going to be the series, that was going to be the quote-unquote NBA Finals, and how the, you know, they were going to be combined scores of 280-plus, and that wasn't the case last night. I don't even think Houston broke 100, and, I mean, it's yeah, only one did. game. I get it. Did they break 100? I'm pretty sure well, they it, did. It, it was close. It wasn't as high-scoring as I thought it would be, but, um, but now, you know... I don't know what 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 do I have to look forward to if the Warriors do indeed go on to to really dominate this series. The score of uh, the Warriors Rockets game one was one nineteen to one oh six. Okay, so they scraped by the hundred point mark. Um, <laughs> whatever, it was close. I, I I thought it was ninety six for some reason or ninety eight. Um, so anyway, we'll see. And. Uh, we can, once again, great scheduling by the NBA. They've got the game two, the Warriors Rockets, and then there's not a game until Saturday. Is that possibly right? Jesus. I mean, it's just taking two days off for travel. I know, but well, it's taking three days off. No, no, no. I know, but two Eastern. two days without games. I mean, yeah, three days off for yeah. I I I don't get the scheduling. I don't know why they do that. They kill all their momentum. This past, was it this past, yeah, this past weekend. So I think the, who was it that closed? I guess the war, the Warriors? Whatever. Whoever was the last team to close out their semifinals was either Wednesday or Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday there were no games, but they did all, my God, all these commercials for the build-up for the Cavs game one, Cavs-Celtics on Sunday. <laughs> but like, in those couple days, I I kind of forgot about the NBA. Like the, I just ignored the buildup because I don't really care. Because obviously my my team is out as is yours. But it's like keep playing the games. These guys don't need these gigantic spaces of rest. Yeah, you can have yeah one or two or, day. I don't know. Two days off is plenty. One day or do something fine. like you know know that in between these two sets of series you're going to give out the MVP award or you're going to give out the rookie like yeah, yeah. Do, something do something to keep the energy alive and they just didn't so they have the the 17th and the 18th off and then basically assuming they go to 7 basically they have a game every day for the next week really yeah well, I don't know why, why are they taking off that doesn't make any sense because it's, I, that's it's what I'm two, saying two, like one, what one. the fuck are they doing they're yeah, waiting. they're still traveling <laughs> two two days off. Yeah, it's even more traveling then because it's just like back and forth. Right. After you. Yeah. And Houston Golden Whatever. State. I mean, that's you know Cleveland to Boston. That's not that big of a deal. Houston Golden State. That's a three-hour flight, three and a half. I know these guys travel in luxury. They're not traveling by train. I get it, but still. Um, but they don't need. Uh, that's that's so dumb. I, I don't get. It. I mean, I I totally do get it. They're trying. You have to have a game on Sunday. That is by far the biggest TV viewing day of the week. Ask anybody that knows anything about television. So I get that, but Saturday night, that's not going to be a big a big watch. Yeah. Plus, that's going to be the you know the three zero lead for the Celts. So, what's a boy to do? Yeah, it seems like you would play a game on Thursday and then skip Friday and Saturday because those are going to be your right. least watched days. 
Yeah, Friday is definitely the worst. Saturday is the second worst. Um, I think Saturday would be worse than Friday. Uh, maybe not. I don't, like Friday, at least you'd still get like people watching after work at a bar or something. Sure. Maybe you get that yeah. on Saturday, too. I don't know. Who gives a shit? I don't know what we're talking about this for. Nobody. Nobody cares. <laughs> All right. And then last last thing, I added this quickly because I saw an article about it and because I'm taking a flight here in nine hours. Um, a couple weeks ago, a woman got sucked out of a Southwest plane. She was actually killed. And then yesterday... That's not funny. And then yesterday... Um, Wait, she's not the one that died, is she? Or is she? Yeah, yeah, because she banged her she head didn't... on the way out. They pulled her back in and she died. She broke oh, her neck. But she didn't get sucked out. I mean, she got sucked no, out. No, 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 no. Like... She, the, her torso was was outside the plane. The passengers oh, pulled her back in. Yeah, talk about a terrifying couple of seconds. I mean, she may have been... She was probably passed out at that point. Not may have been. She's dead, Scott. She's I, uh... <laughs> Sorry, this is not not to make light of that, but just to make a little light of it. Um, they said like passengers were trying to put like jackets and stuff to cover the window. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna <laughs> like, get Like people job on done. the plane were like putting like pieces of paper and shit over the window trying to keep it closed. <laughs> Here, try, try this post-it note. You I mean, dumbass. Granted, I would be freaking out too if there's someone getting would. sucked out of a window on a plane that you're on, but. So, so that was several weeks ago. That was back in the in the cabin. Uh, just yesterday in China, the windshield of the plane popped off, and one of the co-pilots, same thing, was like half sucked out of the plane. It said he had his seatbelt on, so I'm not exactly sure how that worked. But anyway, so the other pilots pulled him back in. They did the same thing. They they went down. They were thirty two thousand feet. They the the guy manually landed the plane. Um, it's funny because on the, the news clip that I watched, they showed the passengers and every single one of them was just recording on their phone because all the oxygen masks fell down. So everybody was taking pictures and videos because what are you going to do on a flight? Inter, inter oxygen mask flight? selfie. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, But anyway, so it's happening all over the place. These windows are popping out and... I have a coworker who's in his mid fifties, and he is terrified of this flight he has to take tomorrow because of all these incidents. Wait, is he flying with you? Yeah, he's on the same flight with me. Tell him and to have a firm it... knock on the window before you take off. Yeah, if it, if it pops little... out, they won't take off. If it's a little jiggly, we might uh, get a different plane. Um, but I, I, I pointed out to him that our flight tomorrow is at six twenty-five in the morning, and I pointed out the portion of the article where it says the flight in China left. At 6:25 a.m. local time, and I was like, "Might be a coincidence, Stu, but I don't know. I think it's trying to tell." He's like, "Don't show oh, wait, me that." Is this, uh, is this uh, eHarmony, Stu? Yes, this is eHarmony, Stu. <laughs> nice. That's right. You can add that to his profile. Exactly. Successful I survived a flight from Denver flight. to Austin. I made it. It was direct. <laughs> it was amazing. So that's gonna be a good time giving him shit tomorrow morning, but. Anyway, um, so I got that to look forward to. So I'm heading off to Austin tomorrow. I'll be there for a couple of days. Todd's not going anywhere that I know of. No. Nope. Just hanging out in the hometown. And, My wife is uh, traveling to North Carolina tomorrow, but just for the day. Just for the day? Yeah. Is she flying in out of Charlotte? Raleigh? I don't know. You don't know? Charlotte, <laughs> I think. I mean, I have it on my calendar, but... Good that you're paying attention. Um... <laughs> Well, well, I'm uh, not going. It doesn't matter where she's Yeah, going. I know. I, I understand. I get it. Uh, no, she's Raleigh-Durham. Raleigh-Durham. Okay. It's, only a, it's a one-hour flight. Yeah. Yeah, it's a quick one. Quick hop down. Well, that's good. Glad to see she's uh, hitting the streets, getting out there, <laughs> doing good for the people. And whatever the hell. I have no idea why she's traveling. We're not going to talk about that right now anyway. So. Uh, Work stuff. Okay. Yeah, work stuff. There you go. Uh, also, by the time you hear this, it'll be it'll have millions of views and millions of hits. But uh, BroPodNetwork.com, check it out. Thanks again to tonight's sponsor, the Harris Teeter in Turf Valley. Check that out as well. Um, but yeah, Turf Valley, Network. Turf Valley yeah. also sounds like a like a football camp or something to me. Oh, I thought Come you were going to very... Turf Valley. <laughs> I thought you were going to go a very very different direction than I'm not even going to say <laughs> on this pod. Because we're somewhat family friendly. Um, <laughs> Say that you're uh, you're X-rated. 
Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so Harris Teeter per Turf Valley, go check that out. Uh, also, BroPodNetwork.com for all your BroPod needs. We're adding new things every day. We're going to add some uh, backlog episodes and then try to get the new ones up there as soon as possible. We're going to do about two a week here for a while until we catch up. So stay tuned to that. Keep it locked. And uh, anything else you have to add? Um, nope. Nope. Didn't think so. I don't, okay, I'm ladies, good. you're good? Yeah. And I'll fix those uh, all those audio flubs and posts so no one will <laughs> even know what I'm talking about when I just said that. Good work. Anyway, all right. So until we speak with you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Sir. Sure.